When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you could save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your moves. The Republican will next hour detail what his economic plan would be. Vox's Rachel Sutherland, live in Washington. Dave, creating jobs, lowering taxes, and renegotiating trade deals, all part of Trumponomics, set to be unveiled in greater detail by the Republican at the Detroit Economic Club. The plan reportedly includes a provision for parents to fully deduct child care expenses from their taxable income. Trump also wants to get rid of the so-called death tax and put a temporary moratorium on all new business regulations. Trump's income tax plan has four brackets for America. Americans, 0% for the lowest earners, followed by 10, 20, and 25%. Dave. Rachel Delta's flying again, but the airplane is, airline is playing catch-up after a power outage in Atlanta. Dominoed into a grounding of planes worldwide for hours. More than 400 flights were canceled or are delayed. Delta is issuing travel waivers to passengers whose flights have e- either been canceled or significantly... The civil authorities have issued a required weekly test for all of Connecticut. More live. Dave, 10-year-old Caleb Schwab was killed while riding the Verruckt water slide dubbed the world's largest at Schlitterbahn in Kansas City Sunday, where joy quickly turned to horror. Shell shots, tears, I mean, mom's crying. Schwab was the son of Kansas State Rep Scott Schwab. Park officials say they don't know what went, what went wrong, though multiple people are telling local news agencies that the harness in the slide was not working, Dave. Jeff Fairfax, Virginia's mayor, has resigned Thursday the Scott Silverthorne's last day after his arrest, accused of trading drugs for sex with other men. Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. Are you concerned about your prostate? Do you pee more often than you used to? Be honest, is there a drop in your romantic life? You need to call for a free bottle of Super Beta Prostate. With Super Beta Prostate, you'll have less urges to urinate, less waking at night, and an improvement in your romantic life guaranteed. Try it free. Pay only shipping and handling. Call 1-800-458-7435. 1-800-458-7435. 1-800-458-7435. the economy booming why is the stock market up hey it's an election year anything goes no matter who wins stocks look overbought move into silver use your retirement account do it right why pay setup and storage fees special offer free setup and storage fees learn how call goldworth request your guide free 800-257-GOLD 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 visit goldworth.com Trending at 1103 on Eagle News Radio 1110, I'm David Martinez. Police fighting the drug trade have noticed a trend that have led them to a series of crackdowns on drug sales just off Interstate 495. Police said local drug dealers and out-of-state buyers meet in parking lots near the highway because it's convenient for them. Last week, they charged four out-of-state people with trafficking fentanyl after they noticed them along River Street in Haverhill and McDonald's in Walgreens before pulling them over on 495. Police charged James Young, Dumont, and Melanie York, both of Wilton, Maine, Brent Terrell of Livermore, Maine, and Wendy Moody of Livermore Falls, Maine, all charged with trafficking fentanyl and conspiracy to violate drug laws. Police searched their vehicle and said they seized two scales, a package of Ziploc bags, and sandwich bags, a bag of 22 caliber ammunition, which Terrell said he left in the vehicle after target practice. He didn't have a license to possess ammunition in Massachusetts, according to the police. For more information on this and other local news, visit EagleTribune.com and listen at the top of every hour. For Eagle News Radio, Newsflash. The most listened to talk show in America. When women got the right to vote, when it all went downhill. The man who defined and then redefined talk radio for a generation. Barack Obama is president of the United States today because of stupid, ignorant people. The only thing between you and eight years of Hillary Clinton. I admire her. She's got more of a backbone than any man in the Democrat Party. And he does it with half his brain tied behind his back just to make it fair. The first and last great American radio talk show 
is right here. Uh, when I when I hear Bill Clinton's name, I can't help. I just start channeling the guy, and I, I can't have to look at. Democrat parties going to be really, really sad when I'm gone because I'm the glue holding them together. The New American Revolution meets here. The Rush Limbaugh Program, every weekday afternoon starting at noon on Eagle Radio 1110 and 102.9 FM HD2. That's why I couldn't wait to get out there. I'm Al Franken, and I approve this message. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good morning, everyone, and it's hot in the city, <laughs> and so is the traffic. Uh, the old rotary project is up to its eyebrows and detours and Not mess. really, huh? And they're digging some kind of thing up by the funeral home here. And I hope it's not bodies. But anyways, <laughs> I am Ron Kolick, your host, and this is Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. Also today is the Professor Lou Balassi, New England's own scary godmother, Roxy Zwicker. Good morning. And Mr. Ken Zwicker. Hello. So there you go. Traffic update. Part of our public service thing. There you go. Yeah. Only because I got stuck in it and said a lot of bad words. I did. <laughs> so, have you seen this rotary project they're working on? No, I avoided it at all costs. Yeah, it's I don't interesting. Like to go over that part of the world. It's interesting. That's my part of the world. There. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where uh, I live and breathe. It's Massachusetts. It's always construction. Oh, like it always. doesn't have it. At least we don't have Perpetual. freaking left lane off lamps. What the hell is that? That's New Hampshire. Yeah, I know. Left lane off lamps, you know, 90 miles an hour, and you're like, oh, I'll take this left here. Yeah, that's something you shouldn't have to guess on, right? Mm-hmm. If you're on the highway, you shouldn't have to guess whether the next, the exit is left hand or right hand. Great. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. It's but weird. anyways, I thought the, the lanes, you know, they had the turning lane, the travel lane, and the passing lane. Whatever happened to that? That was the purpose of yeah, no, highways. Not anymore. It's yeah. a free-for-all. Yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, Lou, anything exciting over the weekend? Uh, oh, God, no. No? All this baseball stuff going on? Oh, you're out past baseball again. I'm, I'm sorry. Kind of past it, yeah. Okay. So you're winding ge- down. Gearing up for the football season. Yeah, gearing up for the football season. Yes, yeah. okay. What about you, Roxy? Uh, it was a pretty busy weekend. We had uh, several ghost tours, which is really cool. Cool. So, uh, you know, definitely shuffling the people about from haunted place to another. There you go. And the... Ken was doing his driving. Mm-hmm. So you dress up at that, huh? Yeah, the, the the suit, the top hat, the whole the whole deal. Yeah, that's cool. Because you know I'm like big on dress up. Got to look at the bottom. I swear I should have been a woman in my past life. Maybe you were. <laughs> Maybe yeah, right. You, you gotta, gotta set dre- get dresses at home. What's that, Lou? You gotta set the stage. Yeah. Anyways, for whatever it is you're doing. Oh, okay. Fine. Cool. Yeah, it sets a mood. It does. Yeah. Anyway. So anyways, uh, I thought we, we, we have a couple of events coming up. Roxy has one in September on the library at the uh, Ghost. Uh, where is that place? You posted on your Facebook page. <laughs> uh, we have on September 27th, we're doing the Haunted Dinner and Haunted Trolley Tour. No, 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 you're doing a, you're a talk in a library. Oh. Get, with, get with the theme oh, of the that, show. That, Come on. No, well, get with the month. That's, that's the end of this month. Oh, whatever. It's not in September. Whatever. That's I why know. I gave it to you. Oh, well, that's why you're supposed to know that crap. I'm supposed to know where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, it would help. And I'm supposed to know what you're thinking about over there. Absolutely. What am I psychic? You're psychic. What am I psychic? <laughs> um, I'm going to be in uh, Coventry, Rhode Island, on August 31st and September 1st. Um, we'll be doing a Spirit Bridge connections to the other side, and we'll be doing a maritime ghost story uh, presentation. So, be uh, back-to-back presentations in Rhode Island. So, I'm really excited. In between, um, Ken and I are going to go and explore Newport, which we haven't been for quite some time, probably more than cool five place. years. Cool place. Cool place. Yeah, Love and it. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Lighthouses down there, and uh, so mansions. it's kind of nice. Lots of mansions. 
mansions? Oh, mm-hmm. my God, lots of mansions. Many. <laughs> many, many mansions. All I remember is when I was r- wicked young and I first got married, and we took a wrong turn. We went over the bridge that got us over the thing there, and it was like $6 at the time. It was like, I started to cry. It was so sad. <laughs> Big toll, like, yeah. It was my entire savings back then. <laughs> oh, my God. And then you haven't been to Pennsylvania. When we went to uh, Pennsylvania, we paid $19 at one toll. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, we got, a, we got a pretty cheap up here, actually, for the tolls. Yeah, if you travel out of New England, it gets yeah. way more expensive. Yeah. Way more. So, anyways, and, of course, on uh, Friday the 19th, I'm doing my pirating ghost cruise with uh, Jeremy Dontremont out of Rye Beach. It's which a lot is of fun. A lot of fun, and we'll be going out to the Isla Shoals and a couple of other places. And, yeah, I dress up as a pirate, of course, and a lot of fun. So, anyways, those two events got me thinking about the maritime and, and ghosts in the maritime and ghost ships and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it's all cool things. And, of course, I wrote this fabulous book, <laughs> Ghost Today. Fabulous. But, yeah. But you know what the problem was with Ghost Today? And this is the problem with Ghost Today. It is four pages, typewritten pages, of index. <laughs> this does not have an index because it's 365 stories. So you have to have an index for it. So I'm going to be putting this up on the. Uh, my wife did this. She actually went through the whole book and wow. indexed the darn thing for me. Mm. She's a sweetheart. So there's no index in the book currently. No, know. there isn't. Oh. So it makes it difficult. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I wanted to convey some of my wonderful tales from Ghost of the Day. And uh, let's start. Oh, wait a minute. What's today's date? Just curious. Today's the 8th. I wonder if there's a maritime story on it. Nope, the veiled lady lady from Turin, Italy. Oh, well. Too bad. (laughs) Anyway, so what was I looking at? Uh, Maritime stories. Oh, yes, maritime (laughs) stories, yes. On uh, page 21 is the SS Valencia. So uh, I'm going to turn to page 21 and see how good my wife is. (laughs) She's good. Hopefully to be there. (laughs) On air work checking here. And hopefully this this is not too long, and it isn't. Okay, so anyways. So, did you ever hear of the uh, SS Valencia? No. No? That's a new one on Not that I know of. Okay, January 22nd, 1906, the SS Valencia, and I may be saying this wrong, which is a possibility. It's V-A-L-E-N-C-I-A. Valencia? Sounds right. Sounds like an orange. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's from uh, Beale Point, Vancouver Island. So it's north of the border. Canada. Eh? So when the SS Valencia set out on that day in 1906, it was on a normal run. The ship had been assigned to a route from San Francisco to Seattle because the SS City of Pueblo, I said that right, was laid up for repairs. So it wasn't its normal run. It had to be sent out for this other one. But nevertheless, the Valencia was a sturdy ship with a fine captain. Aren't they all, huh? They're all fine. <laughs> so that all the no ones that sink yeah. were sturdy ships with a so, fine captain. So nobody had any fears anyways. Yeah. Soon the weather turned foul. Hmm, that could be a sign. With high winds and low visibility, the Valencia was forced to nav- navigate by dead reckoning. Do you know what dead reckoning is? Yes. Roxy? Uh, No, I've never heard of dead reckoning. Dead reckoning is the use of the compass in determining the distance traveled. It's like old school. Anyways, just before midnight, of course, (laughs) after passing the uh, Strait of Juan de Fuca, why do they have all these Spanish names in in Vancouver, by the way? I don't know. Because Mm -hmm. they're the explorers that probably found those places. Guess what? It struck a rock ledge and ruptured its hull. Dead reckoning had become deadly. (laughs) Good line, huh? I wrote that. Ooh, clever. For a 36 long, grueling, that's a long time, 36 long, grueling hours, longer than this grueling show, uh, (laughs) the crew of passengers, passengers of the Valencia fought for their lives. Lifeboats capsized. Men were swept from the deck, thrashed on the rocks, and swept out to sea. In a moment of irony, irony, you know what irony is? Yes. Yes, okay. (laughs) A giant wave destroyed the remains of the vessel, just as rescuers 
had reached the ship. Mm. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> there were only 37 survivors. Five months later, fishermen found the lifeboat from the Valencia with eight skeletons. Ooh. Oh, they were still on the clean. lifeboat. In eight months? Uh, it was five months. Oh, five months. Without teeth, it's a little hard to say five and eight. So. Yeah. No, I may have misheard. No. I probably said whatever. <laughs> 27 years later. Wow. We jumped from five months to 27 years later. But anyways, 27 years later, another lifeboat, almost in pristine condition, ooh, was found floating in the sea. Mm. So five months now. How long ago? How long? How long did it say? 27 years. 27 years. Wow. And the lifeboat was still floating up. It was there. The next few years, many a sailor reported seeing a spectral evidence, image, excuse me, of the Valencia near the reef. It seems the spirits of the Valencia, those who lost their lives on that tragic day, were reaching out from beyond the other side, refusing to be forgotten. Wow. That's my cute little story. It's cute That's with all that death. With, with, all that de- with eight it's skeletons, cute. isn't yeah. that cute? <laughs> Why not? Isn't that what we do? Death, Why we here, right? Skeletons, we, we, ghosts. We talk about cute skeletons? It's yeah. a lovely story of, of doom. Come on, a lot of people That's embrace right. skeletons, right? Don't yeah. they? Literally? Yes. Well, a lot of people they? embrace this kind of thing all the way yeah. up until, I mean, like horror movies are big and stuff like that. You want to be scared? You want to be... Yeah. yeah. Halloween, don't we all like, oh, we've got all skeletons around, right? And, True. Yeah. Very I mean, you, you got something against skeletons, Roxy? You no, I, I just... You tours in cemeteries. I, yeah. I, I know that. <laughs> I, just, that? I just don't come across a lot of cute skeletons. <laughs> Why not? I mean, there's some skeletons I'm sure that look better than others. I'm, I'm sure there are. I have no, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Oh, no, I, skeletons are great. Love them. I, mm-hmm. pay, I hang them from the trees in my yard. See? So what was mm-hmm. that? Jeez. So do you have a ghost story for me? A good story, by the way. I do. Thank I you. Do. Thank you. So since we're uh, going down to Rhode Island, here's a story that I had researched. Uh, it actually comes from the Block Island area, and it's about a ship that's seen as a spectral ship that bursts into flames in and book. sinks into the ocean. Well, if it's in your book, you're going to hear it Let's from me it. anyways. So, well, so there's, there's a couple of different versions of the story, so let's see if... Let's compare, let's let's com- talking let's about. compare notes. It's the Princess Augusta. <laughs> Oh, that's not in my book. Well, what the heck? <laughs> oh my, well, see, did, give me a chance there to talk about it. So this story goes back to December 1738. See how honest I admitted it wasn't in my book. Wow. 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 Mark a, Gallagher, Lou. It's a yep. band a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it was a uh, ship again that was called the Princess Augusta, and it wrecked uh, on Block Island just before Christmas of 1738. There was actually a lot of records about it. It says they took a deposition from the ship's crew shortly after the incident, and it was also investigated in 1939, so this is a long told ghost story. Uh, Apparently, on the voyage, provisions were scarce, half the crew had died, and many other people were sick from the extreme cold. It said that a heavy, sto- a heavy snowstorm drove the ship aground, and the captain encouraged to save what they could before the ship broke into pieces. And there's, there's two versions of the story. One of the versions is that the people on the island nursed everybody back to health. Um, some of them they believed had been severely abused by the captain and the crew as well. Um, but, of course, uh, my, my favorite version of the story comes from John Greeleaf Whittier, who I, I write a, a lot about in, um, in my books. And he called the, uh, the story the Palantine. Have you heard of that? That's in my book. That's in your book. Okay. So, like I said, there's two different versions of the story. So, um, that was published in the Atlantic Monthly in 1867. And it was about, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, moon cussing. That they actually led the ship to its doom. Um, and, of course, some, you know, there's still debate about the story to this day. Um, and there's a lot of criticism about it as well. Um, but they say that you can you can still see the apparition of the ship burning, uh, you know, burning on the edge of the island. There, are you looking that up there? 
No, no. Yeah, okay. I'm just listening. So, so that ghost story lasted for well over 100 years. So wow. whether you want to decide that it was the captain who was at fault or you want to decide that the people on the island were at fault, people are still writing about it today. Do you have the date on that? It. Yes, I just, it was 1738. No, what month? December. It was right before Christmas. Yeah, it's it's right usually when place. Christmas falls in December. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually, yeah, the good... Because I just I wanted to know something about that because I said something and I'm just trying to discover where this is where I placed it in my well Whittier called it the Palantine Lights yes but there's there's something else that's really intriguing about it that's funny I don't see it in here which is amazing unless we put it on the, a different way but there's different ways to mark these at different things but anyway. What was I talking about? Oh, sure. Okay. Anyways. Um, Something about shipwrecks. Th- that was riveting, really. Yeah. <laughs> Riveted. Yeah. So, anyways. Fascinated the, uh, by the syndics. No. Now. Anyways, there's a whole bunch of people in chat. So, hi, everybody in chat. But isn't, yeah. there, isn't there a story about. Uh, now, I'm trying to remember this. There's, isn't there. Now, I could have my stories mixed up because sometimes I do. Um, isn't there a story that they. The island has killed the, the people from the ship. Isn't that one of the stories? Well, yeah, the, the version is they led the, the ship to its doom, and they raided the ship. And they killed everybody. Yeah, and they, they burned the cussing, ship. Right, because right. they were moon cussing. Right. So that's that's one version. The other version is that the captain essentially drove everybody to their death, and then it fell apart on the island and burned. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> now, isn't there also, and this I, I think I heard, was... That they actually have a plaque there for about this ship. Yes, on I the believe island. they do. Yes, I believe and, they do. And they're trying to uh, trying to clean their reputation, basically. Uh, some of the islanders believe that uh, you know they were uh, bad people because they killed everybody. Correct. And so they've tried to rectify this. That's correct. Yeah. By doing a memorial and a plaque and everything. Yeah. 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 Isn't that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the, the descendants still talk about that today. That's one of the reasons why it's still hotly debated. Mm-hmm. But these are all cool. I mean, we see ships. Why would we see ships on the ocean? I mean, we can see understand ghosts, but why a ship? I mean, we understand people if they have free will, so they want to be seen and stuff. But the spirit, uh, the souls. Yeah, but ships don't have souls, do they? Or do they? Well, actually, act- still made of energy. Actually, sh- there's there's so much superstition around ships and yes. and ships, you know, being its own kind of living entity. I mean, in Portland, they used to do something that was called the uh, the knocking of the witches to knock out any bad spirits in the ship. They'd actually bring down a minister to the dock before the ship made its voyage, mm-hmm. and the minister would knock on every corner of the ship to knock out any bad spirits or any witch spirits that had you know hidden away in the ship so they, yeah, i mean there's i mean we could do a whole show on ship superstition oh that's what we're talking about so anyways <laughs> uh ships maritime ghosts missed maritime that? ghosts yeah I, no i guess not anyways uh even the the fleet in gloucester is blessed they have a big ceremony oh, yeah. where they actually oh, sure. bless the the fleet as well so i mean but these are not living beings. They are just yeah. This things is the that point that interests me now. You brought this up. So, what other types of uh, stories do we have of objects? I mean, are there car hauntings? Are there planes? Yes, are there. there are, I don't want to go too far away from that, but from the, yeah. the subject. But yes, there are. I mean, in, in my Houses book, in my book, goes today. Uh, mm-hmm. We describe everything from paintings to airplanes to uh, what else is in there that I can think of? Oh, Grandpa's cane. <laughs> Remember yeah. that in eBay? Yes, it's in my book too. <laughs> this is like the best book in the world, but go get it. You can't because this stupid publisher did it on now on a print-on-demand thing. So irritating. <laughs> I hate publishers. Except for the Mayan. I love my publishers. <laughs> Except this one. <laughs> did I mention that? Oh, what were we talking about? Ships? Yes. Sh- why ships. they appear? Yeah, yeah why, do they, why do they appear? Isn't that, isn't that kind of like... You know, ghosts you understand, but, uh, but this is like an object with people on board, right? So it's... You have people on board these ships a lot of times. A lot of times, right? Yeah. 
I'm not having any help here. Is it? I don't feel any is love. Is it possibly the souls that were lost? <laughs> I tried to help manifest you, the down. ship. I didn't shut you down. Yeah. I mentioned other objects that were haunted. So, uh, why do we see ships? Ghosts gotta get where they gotta be. <laughs> no, is I think uh, no. The ocean. Yeah, it's ghostly transit. Well, the ocean. Obviously, oftentimes these uh, ships are seen in. You know, the ocean is, we talk about matrixing all the time. Right. It's a blank slate. You look out on the horizon, you see water, you see sky. Yeah. It's not filling in things. Yeah, but it's, some of it's very detailed. And let, let me go back to the coincidental, coincidental, coincidental. Coincidental. Was, was so close. What was it? Coincidental? What was it, Luke? Coincidental? No, quintessential. Whatever. Quintessential. Quintessential. God. Anyway. The Flying Dutchman. Yes. We all know that one, right? Right. Now, like Roxy said, there are a couple stories. But the mention I the <laughs> the reason I mentioned this, God, I need more coffee, uh, is because you were saying, okay, you know, you, it's pareidolia, you can see things. But here is something that's a little bit more clearer. So anyways, on January 26, 1923, The Flying Dutchman. Cape of Good Hope. That's in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the most famous ghost ship of all was the Flying Dutchman. As the story <coughs> story goes, the Dutch captain, oh God, here we go, by the name of <laughs> Hendrik van der Decken, van der Decken, hmm, not too bad, uh, was attempting to round the Cape of Good Hope when a brutal storm arose. Gales howled. <laughs> They howl. They don't howl. They woo. Whatever. Thunderous waves pounded the ship. The crew pleaded for him to turn back. Ignoring the cries, he pressed on. Crippled with fear, the crew mutinied. That ain't good. Hendrik murdered the leader of the mutiny. And tossed him overboard. (laughs) Just then, a dark silhouette of a man appeared and rebuked him. Van der Decken drew his pistol and fired at the spectral visitor, but to no avail. The phantom raised his head and glared at the captain and spoke, For your deeds you are condemned to sail the oceans for eternity with a crew of soulless men, bringing death to all those who spy on your spectral spectral ship. Man, i got to get teeth. You will never know a moment's peace. So anyways. Who is this guy? This is cool. Through the centuries, uh, sailors have reported many, many encounters of the Dutchman. Some of the ships have found their provisions spoiled after meeting the ghost ship. And many more unfortunate have been lured to the destruction on uncharted reefs. The best... This is the where I was getting. The best documented account was that of the covert HMS Bacchanante, B-A-C-C-H-A-N-T-E, in 1881. While cruising off the coast of Cape Town, a strange red light appeared. With it, the Dutchman. Thirteen seamen aboard the Bacchanante, whatever the hell it is, including, including... Prince George, the future king of England, reported seeing the Dutchman. According to his diary, the uh, the uh, the lookout spotted the Dutchman and fell from the mast and died. <laughs> Since then, the Dutchman has been spotted several more t- times across seven seas, and the captain, Van der Decken, of the Flying Dutchman is doomed to sail for eternity. <laughs> so here we have well, a reputable uh, witness. The king, future king of the England. Prince. So, I mean, th- there we have, you know, something a little bit more than pareidolia coming in. Okay. Does that float your boat? Yeah. <laughs> we take all this at face value, yeah. Well, you have to. It's a witness. You have to take a witness. Well, in 1941, they Here said... Here we go. It, they, well, no, in 1941, they said an entire group of people on a beach saw the Flying Dutchman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one person. So, so how, how do you... You know, how do you make of an entire group that's Yeah, there's 13 something. on this ship alone. If you saw the Flying Dutchman, would you know it was the Flying Dutchman? They they, they claimed that it was. Point. That, hmm. that it had tattered sails and was heading for the rocks and then disappeared. Good point. So it fit the description? Yeah. 
But there are many other spectral ships as well. There are many other spectral ships. Which so who is this guy that cursed the captain to sailing the seas? It's going to be the devil. Some guy in the hood? The devil. The devil liked what he was doing, you would think. Oh. So he made him his minion for, for eternity. Yeah. yeah. Grab their souls. Well, the, the devil said, gall shall be your drink and red hot iron your meat. I said that the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was at, uh, at the, a party? Was some 99 or something. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the waitress, waitress isn't going to wait on you anymore. Yep. So anyways, uh, that's kind of cool. I, I like the, 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 ah, the siege stories. I do too, and, and we'll have to come back with the story of the Mary Celeste because someone in our chat room is asking about it. Oh, that's popular, very ah. popular. Anyways, you'll listen to uh, Ghost Chronicles, hopefully. Uh, you haven't turned off by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition right here on Eagle Radio and TojiNet. And we'll be right back after the following messages. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Are you seeing a ghostly apparition every time you look in the mirror? Are you terrified to realize that that pale, lifeless, lack of energy form hovering before you is in fact you? How would you like to be transformed? Healing begins from within and it's never too late to start feeling good. Are you curious? Interested? Good. Don't wait another minute. Visit transformyourlifenow.org or contact Maureen. The email address is maureen at transformyourlife.org. Morning edition. You're listening to Eagle Radio, 1110 AM, 102.9 FM HD2. I am your scary godmother, Roxy Zwicker, here with Professor Lou Blassie, my husband Ken, and Ron, the ghostly wonder. Two plus wonder. You can join us in the TojiNet chat room as well. We have a good conversation going on in there about ghost ships and phantoms of the sea. And we're hearing stories from ghosts today, but we did just have someone in our chat room bring up the Mary Celeste, which this is a story that goes back to 1872. You know the story of Mary Celeste? Yes. And you're going to tell us about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I assume you just didn't bring that up for... Uh, well, I was just seeing how much you knew about it. So, uh, Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, it's a ship. It was a great movie, by the way. Oh, I've never seen the movie. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Really? Mm. I'll have to look that up. Is so, that the one where the Scarlet, what's her face is in it? Uh, Scarlett Johansson? Uh, it's it's a weird one. They go on, oh, whatever. No. Look it up on the fucking wagon. Off. Oh my goodness! If you're interested, fantastic. Uh, so it was December. Funkin' Wagner was a dictionary. You know that, right? Well, of course I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. We had encyclopedias back in the day. I know. Yeah, back yes. in the day. Back in the day. Popular and laughing too. Yeah. Yes. Um, so again, it was December fourth, eighteen seventy-two. A ship known as the Mary Celeste was found adrift in the choppy seas of the Atlantic. The ship was in full sand, sail and sound and in complete seaworthy condition. They said that it looked like people were just sitting there moments before. There were there were pipes that were still smoking. The the bed was just still with the indent of the child that was in there. And it's it was completely empty. And it, they couldn't explain where where everybody went. Um, it was on this uh, cruise up from Haiti. And it was a um, originally launched 
uh, as the Amazon in 1861, and then was christened the Mary Celeste by the Americans. And they said the the captain was was brave; he would have defended the ship to his life. But um, he, him and his whole family and everybody else on board the ship disappeared. Hmm. That's it. Well, they're, 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 well, that's part of the mystery is what happened to them. There's no evidence of robbery or anything? Yeah, there is. Hmm. And so they've been, they've been trying to find it. Um, you know, it's, it's, and it's, it's been seen as a ghost ship out there. By the way, that was not the movie I saw. It wasn't Mary Celeste. It was the other one that, that Ken mentioned during the break off the uh, coast of uh, something or other. Famous shipwreck. That, the Isidore? Not maybe you didn't mention it, but there is another one that's Fool's Gold. What's that? Fool's Gold with Kate Hudson. What was the ship? The um, it's a famous one right off of uh, New England, right? Oh no, this was this was in the Caribbean, I think. Uh, pretty sure. It's, hmm. If anybody knows it, they can if they can remember it. There's a ship, famous ship that went off in New England, and uh, I'm sure that. I almost swear that one of those famous actors, like you know, uh, Rock Hudson or somebody else, was in hmm. it. Or somebody it was a. It was a good movie. I remember watching it. And so it might have been Rock Hudson. It might have been Skylight Johansson. Yeah, it could be anyway. <laughs> so that's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, same thing. It's a right? good time range right there. <laughs> yeah. Well. So, so there were many suggestions that were made about what happened to the the crew. They said mm-hmm. it was possibly a mutiny. They were possibly murdered by the people that were on the ship that found them. Um, but my favorite is the giant octopus, the giant squid what? that took everybody. The what? Kraken. The Kraken. The, yeah, the Kraken. I was going to say the Kraken. The crash of the Kraken. Sounds like an X-File to me. Hmm. Well, that would be a great X-File. That's it? Yeah. So that's. Didn't they, wasn't like a, a lifeboat missing, though? A lifeboat? Yeah. Mm. Pretty sure a lifeboat was missing. Is but it still seen as a ghost ship? No. They actually got the ship. Okay. Yeah, they cap- recovered the ship. Mm-hmm. I think they, uh, one light boat was missing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were... Which many, could have been the mutant. There, there was, um, j- just recently, not too long ago, in the 2000s, um, a uh, yacht off of uh, Australia where everybody just disappeared. And it was three guys and it went out for a little... I think I heard something no, about that. And they just the totally disappeared. It's, it's like if you watch some of those like cool programs, that are, you know, the mysteries programs, and they'll have it on it. But three guys just totally disappeared mm-hmm. on it. And, they, and, of course, they always have conjectures of, you know, what happened to them. Yeah. And and it's it's sometimes you have to kind of laugh, laugh to say, oh, wow, you know, that's kind of stretching it. But, you know, truth is stranger than fiction. Sometimes they're ridiculous Hands that might actually be the right answer. Mm-hmm. Something extraordinary happened. Yeah, it was some crazy them off thing. The boat, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, a guy's cup of coffee was still there and everything else, and and yet three guys just totally disappeared. Never found the bodies. Never found anything. Well, they said that they, there was a broken rope over the side of the ship and a missing lifeboat. So you are correct about that. See, got it. You yeah, know what? I, I hadn't. I hadn't heard that. To piece. always. Goopy go, go in my brain here, my skull. You know, there is some stuff that there's plenty of knowledge in it. It's just difficult to get at it and, and kind of pull it out and float it to the up. surface, yeah. so to speak. I, I'm still trying to think of the name of that, that boat that I saw. And, and it's a very famous boat, boat off of uh, New England. But, anyways, there, is, there are so many really, real cool ones. And, uh, you know, there, there's, you talk about uh, there's ghost uh, trains. You talk about yeah ghost yeah ghost trains as well. So you have ghost planes, ghost cars, ghost boats, ghost. What did I miss? Anything? Planes, trains, automobiles. Yeah, pretty much all. Pretty much all stories of one or the other. And uh, so, how does this stuff occur? That's the thing we don't know. And, and Roxy, you have any idea on that? Because I, I was curious. I was hoping that was going to be part of the discussion. Of They're not spirits. It, is it an energy imprint? Well, that, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the road that I would go down is that it's a residual haunting, you know, because it, people describe seeing them as if they were there, you know, on, on their cruise or on their voyage. It's not like they interact with them very much. I mean, the one that we have 
um, that's up about the Isidore, just off the coast of southern Maine, you know, it, it gets approached by passing ships, and then it just disappears. So they see it, but they can't interact with it. They look past the crew that's on there, look past whoever is there, and then it disappears. So it, I definitely think that it could be some sort of psychic impression or residual and, Or do the lost souls manifest the vision to keep the memory going? That could be. Yeah, could a it possibility be, as well. Could it even be a time slip? Time slip, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you know. be. Did Speaking you it mention could be, it could be anything? Yeah. yeah. On your story that the that boat keeps igniting again or exploding again? Or yes. Yeah. Yes. The one, the one down on Block Island. They see the white will see fire yeah. on the water. You see yeah. around uh, New Year's, I believe. Yeah, around, around the holidays. Yeah, around yeah. the holidays. I'm not sure exactly, <laughs> but yeah, they they see. Uh, it's a curious aspect of it too. Why at that particular time? Oh, that's when it occurred. That's when it oh, yeah, that's yeah. when it. Wrecked. It's like an anniversary yeah. haunting, which we've talked about. So hey, before. we're still here. Yeah. Yeah, but I I don't know. It's 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 interesting stuff. I mean, there there are so many cool uh, boat ones. I mean, I talked about the the Viking ship with it. It's seen, oh, yeah. yeah, seen in Iceland, and then uh, several months later, another Viking ship appears off in Newfoundland. Uh, so, so could that the be ship travels? Could that be the same? Yeah, I was yeah. I was always interested in how long it took for a Viking ship to go from Iceland to Newfoundland. I was wondering if. If that was uh, possible, that you know, maybe that's exactly what happened. Some type of time slip. That, that I mean, because you're talking about the ocean. The ocean has mm-hmm. a great deal of energy. Right. It does. All right. that water and salts. All the, the movement and, and I mean, just we only see like the surface of the ocean, but there's so much power behind it and underneath it, and and energy, and it's unbelievable. It's like a a uh, a tidal wave. You know, if you're out in the ocean. And a tidal wave goes by you, you barely notice it. It's only when it hits the coast that it becomes. Mm-hmm. Because a tidal wave, which I never knew, uh, you always think it's a big, tall wave and everything. Right. But it's really not. The tidal wave is this way. It's the length of the wave. It's just a surge. Yeah, but it, it's the length. In other words, it's, it's from the front of the wave, the part that it would break out towards the ocean. So yeah, it's, it's all this tidally energy of it. And so what, what it does, and, and the ocean, of course, is deep, so it's traveling with all its energy, and then when it hits the uh, continental shelf, uh, it can't go through the shelf, so it goes up, and right. that's where you get your, mm-hmm. your rays from it. But tremendous. That's I mean, science. The, that, and the great typhoon in, back in, uh, what was it, 90s that wiped out uh, the, uh, out in, uh, where is that? Out in uh, Japan. No, it was before that, uh, the, the huge one, the tsunami that wiped out, like, millions Philippine. of people. Yeah, it was Philippines, uh, mm-hmm. uh, India, I mean, all the way out to Bangladesh. Uh, but there were scuba divers in the ocean, and they came up, and they didn't know anything happened until right. they saw a body floating by them. It's, it's amazing, this whole world that we have and the, how energy plays in, in, into play with everything that we do. But... The, yeah, ocean. the ocean, it's so wide and deep, you don't notice it until mm-hmm. it gets close to the shore, like you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I was going to ask you, Roxy, and I, I was curious, I, is when we do these um, the ghost tours, in fact, I'm doing one Saturday night at the, at the Lighthouse, <laughs> we always do a little uh, uh, pendulum dowsing and everything else. And sometimes we, we get connected with spirit um, from the ocean, people mm-hmm. who have drowned in the ocean. And... So it's if you believe that you know pendulum dowsing works and you're actually contacting the spirit, and is it possible that that spirit can like leave the ocean and come in? I mean, they died out in the ocean. Would they wouldn't they remain out in the ocean like so many haunted houses that people stay in haunted houses, or is it how does that work? I, I'm not sure. Well, I think I mean, you know. It, if you're putting out kind of an open call and dowsing for whatever spirits are around, you know, if they want to communicate, why can't they come from the ocean? Mm-hmm. Do, do they do they have to do come? Do they spend their time out in the ocean? Well, I don't know that they necessarily spend their time out in the ocean, you know, and I don't want to go down the whole the whole time road, but, you know, if, if that's where they die, I mean, that's definitely a likely place to see them. But that's just the same thing as saying, you know, well, why are they in a cemetery? It just happens to be where you are, and you're trying to make that connection. So I think they're just drawn to you no matter where you are, if you're reaching out to them and they have something that, to say. That's an interesting thing. So it's, it's not, not the place, it's the person. 
I, I believe that to be the case in a, in a lot of instances, especially lot especially of especially what I've ex- experienced over the past few years. Does that make sense to you, Lou? Yeah, it's. It, I guess you're determining whether it's a matter of choice by the spirit or whether there are rules involved here. Mm-hmm. You talked about. We talked a couple weeks ago about the seances you have at VZ. Yeah. And all kinds of people come in from all kinds of places, right? Right. Yeah. So it doesn't seem they don't seem to be uh, locked by rule to yeah. a particular place. And and the interesting thing, and and and, and I mentioned this before, is like the the Houghton Mansion. We did the first investigation here, you know, like a hundred years ago, and. Um, and I've been back like probably a dozen times, and I noticed that the energy is definitely different. There are different spirits there. There are different stories there now than there was. And, of course, the Houghton Mansion has been open to paranormal investigating for years and years and well, decades. Right. Uh, a decade at least, anyways. And uh, so, you know, are these spirits brought in by what was going on? Uh, rather I, than just a place being haunted. And I really, I really make, believe that. Mm-hmm. It would I seem to too. make sense if you have activity and you have people who are capable and open to listening, mm-hmm. uh, you would think spirit would be attracted there mm-hmm. in, into situations where they think they're going to be heard if that's their goal. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is we talk about uh, the ocean and ships. Are there ships that are not destroyed, in other words, just regular ships that float in the ocean, that have haunted, are they haunted? Do they have ghosts on them? You, well, there's... I mean, we talk about the Queen Mary, but that's in dark, yada, sure. yada, and that's a different story. But I'm talking about actual ships that are going around the world, and or wherever they're that going, are that are haunted, that, that have ghosts on board. I have I have no doubt. I mean, we we can't just relegate you know ghosts to the land. Why wouldn't they be out on mm-hmm. the ocean? And plus, you know, if you just want to go even deeper, look at all the ancient civilizations that are down at the bottom of the ocean. You know, what what does that talk about for whoever might be there that still might be you know in the water or their energy might be there on on the ship? You know, a, a ship might go over an ancient civilization and that energy might manifest up on that ship that's going by. I mean, we we don't know that, but that's certainly a plausible thing to think about. But we don't hear that many stories about that type of stuff. Uh, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, you know, a lot of mariners, even to this day, are extremely superstitious. I mean, Superstitious is about, one thing. But, but, but because of what they see and experience at sea. Right. I mean, I mean there's there's so many of them that, you know, they, they talk about having dreams and experiences out there. Is You know, is, is that really the subconscious or are they having experiences out mm-hmm. there? Right. I mean, in the book, once again, and I, I keep bringing it up, but uh, there's one of the stories is, is about the, the, the guy that sailed, sailed around the world by himself and how he was going to die. And he was saved by the, according to him, the, uh, the navigator from the Nina, Christopher Columbus ship. Oh, one of, one of the, the three yeah. ships that came over? Actually steered the boat for him while he was unconscious. Hmm. And when he came through, he discovered him there and asked him who he was, and that's what he said, and then he just disappeared. Well, there's an interesting story um, that comes from Connecticut about a ghost ship, and it really talks more of divine intervention, and it was the late 1600s. And this ship, was, which, which was newly built, had a, a lot of superstition around it already, and people were talking about how it shouldn't go back to England. It was going to bring back a lot of goods for the settlement. And the local minister said, you know, I, I don't have a good feeling about this, so on and so forth. The ship set sail with the entire crew on it and disappeared. And within weeks' time, they were seeing a ship floating in the sky, not over oh, the really? water. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's kind of cool. And it was believed that... Um, the minister said that God was so angry that they were going back to England concerned about goods rather than building a settlement that God took the ship and now it's shown in the sky as a reminder of going against the word of God. Yeah, I mean, the, there are other reports, uh, and, and it's funny you mention that because um, at SpiritQuest, which is September 23rd through the 25th, uh, Steve Parsons will be coming over and, and his uh, talk will be on... Um, of course, the theme of it is angels and demons, and, and one of his talks will be on battlefield angels, mm-hmm. where uh, you have visions during a battle 
that occur in the sky and other places mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So that does occur. And, of course, there's a famous one in England where the, an entire battle was fought in the sky uh, for several nights yeah. uh, over and over again. So, uh, and, and the interesting thing When about, was that start? Uh, when did that occur? Approximately. I, I actually have it in my book. If you just give me a second, I'll dig it up for you. <laughs> well, while he digs that, I, 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 I'm just gonna I'm no. just gonna bring something that was brought up in um, in the chat room, which is something that I talk about very frequently, um, is about the bounty. And someone, I'm waiting to hear. Yeah, so about some, ghost yeah, stories. the bounty. Yeah. Um, so, do you know that? Yeah, there's there's someone that's wondering if the bounty will in fact be a ghost ship, and that's one I'm of my questions as well. Um, we Ken and I were very fortunate to see the bounty um, when it came to Portsmouth. We actually what, saw, what are we, we talking just, about just, now? So just for those who don't know, so it's, well, I was just going to say it's yeah. a, it's the Tall Ship Bounty. It had come to Portsmouth as part of the Tall Ship Festival. She sunk had, in what hurricane? It was Hurricane Sandy, mm-hmm. um, and we were actually going out to the Isles of Shoals. I was doing a presentation out there and crossing our path heading to Cape Ann was the bounty and this was about three weeks before it was taken by Hurricane Sandy and we got some amazing pictures of it. We learned that the bounty had docked the previous night before out on Star Island and they painted the church out on Star Island so they could stay there in exchange which I thought was really cool and then of course you know it went on and the captain sailed right into the the heart of the storm. He thought you know he could beat it and he couldn't and the storm blew up and of course the bounty was taken down. There's an amazing book um, that Ken just finished reading that I have to read um, that's about the bounty. It really tells a, a very amazing story about it. It's the rescue of the um, bounty. The rescue of the mm-hmm. bounty. That's it. I wish I could think of the author. Um, but yeah, I definitely think there's potential for the bounty to be a ghost ship. The captain was lost and a crew member was lost. Yes. The captain went down with the ship. So is is it still around? Yeah, it's at the, it's at the bottom yeah, it's of the, the ocean. Bottom of the ocean. Oh, it's at the bottom of the ocean. It yeah. sunk okay. around the Outer Banks. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you, I kind of misunderstood. A couple of years I thought ago. you said they raised it or whatever. No, no, it's still there. No, okay. they, they have they have amazing video footage of it being taken down by the ocean. Really? So yeah. that's very possible. Hey, by the way, Lou, did you know that uh, the Eagle, uh, the Coast Guard Eagle, was actually a Nazi ship? No. Yeah. It was yeah a prize of war, and they converted yeah. it. Were you commissioned? I think I heard uh, that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. So, anyways, I did find that uh, piece about the battle being fought in the sky loop. Yep. And this was uh, October 23rd, uh, 1642. It's called the Spectral Battle of Edgehill, and that's in Edgehill, England. Uh, the Battle of Edgehill was the first major armed conflict of England of the English Civil War. On October 23rd, 1642, approximately 1,400 royal troops under the command of the Earl of Forth, say that one, (laughs) uh, met a slightly smaller force of parliamentary troops under the Earl of Essex. The fierce battle raged back and and forth for more than 1,500 men uh, lost their lives. At the height of the battle, the Roundheads captured the flag and killed its bearer. Sir Edmund Burney, uh, spying the loss, uh, Captain Roy Smith of the Royal Cavalry Officer charged his group and retrieved the Royal Standard and returned it to the King. Bernie's detached hand still remained clasped around the pole. Mm-hmm. Cool. The battle was indecisive. indecisive uh, cute skeletons, no, but detached hand is cool. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Anyways, uh, both sides claimed victory, even though it was indecisive. A couple of months later, Several shepherds were tending to their flocks. Sounds around Christmas time, doesn't that sound kind of? Yeah. Anyways, when they heard the uh, distant sound of drums, as they drew closer, the drums were accompanied by the sounds of horses clashing steel and moaning men. To the shepherds' amazement, the sky above the battlefield was lit up with spectral armies refighting the battle. After the battle was over, the shepherds rushed to the nearby town of Kinton, uh, where they reported what they had saw to officials. The spectral battle took place for several days in a row. The king, hearing of the event, dispatched several men to investigate the claims. Just as the uh, shepherds had seen, they too witnessed the eternal, or ethereal, whatever it is, ethereal. Ethereal. Thank you. Conflict. <laughs> several of the men who had fought in the battle. Uh, in the original battle were there themselves and they were stunned to recognize some of their own fallen comrades. Mm. Uh, it's just one more line. 
Of course, I just missed the page. Well, once you die, you got to let it go, don't you? Uh, <laughs> you got to move on. Eventually, the, the vision of the ghostly battle faded away. But some say today you can still hear the sounds that echo uh, through the phantom, through the valley of the Phantom of uh, Edgewell. But anyways, hmm. so there you go. You actually, forties. Yeah. yeah, the kings, uh, these kings sent out representatives, and they actually were at that battle, and they recognized it. So kind of interesting stuff. We don't know. To me, that, that sounds like a time slip of some sort where, with a projection, uh, you know, be in the sky or yeah. whatever. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's cool stuff. It's really cool stuff. And there's so much of it out there. I mean, is it just a collective imagining, or is this really happening? I mean, there's, there's too many stories about maritime ghosts and, you know, haunted lighthouses and ghost ships to ignore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ships over and again. And, and even, in, I, I mentioned in my book, there are tales of ghosts below the ocean. Really? Yeah. And I know we're running out of time, and I don't want to dig it up. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually a story about scuba divers being... Uh, uh, witnessing specters underwater, attached to shipwrecks or just shipwrecks? Randomly? Yeah, shipwrecks. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of interesting. And it's That's so, really cool. So, when we did uh, a few years back, we did a uh, ghost hunt cruise, and what we did is try to connect with spirits of the of the sea. And we, uh, Michael Markowitz was with us. He's an EVP guy. Wrote it. Uh, Haunted EVPs, Massachusetts, and he built a uh, one of those phones that listen under the water, and uh, he got some EVPs, which are kind of interesting. Mm. So so we don't know what's going on or how it works or nothing, but our planet is certainly haunted. Well, and our planet's covered with mostly water, so there's so much you know in that water that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. I mean, going back millennia. Yeah, even though we get most of our stories from the land where we are every day, uh, there are still many, many stories from the, from the water, mm-hmm. from the sky, even. In, oh, absolutely. In some of the, uh, the, you know, there's there's a couple of plane stories in in the, in the book as well, mm-hmm. which is interesting as well. I mean, the most famous one, of course, was the one that I actually remember myself uh, was the the. Eastern, I think it was American Airline flight that went into the Everglades in Florida. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, I think it was the navigator and the captain got killed. And then on other, I'm not sure of the airline, but I'll say Eastern for argument's sake, they they actually saw the captain and the navigator on other planes yeah. for the longest period of time. Oh, cool. And what they discovered is they actually... Uh, Salvage some of the parts from the flight that went down in the Everglades and were used yeah, on those planes that they've seen. Right. It's a cool story. Yeah, really yeah I think it. I had heard about yeah. that. I, I forget. I think it's Flight 601 or something like that. That's but very interesting. Yeah, they made a movie out of the course. Yeah. <laughs> we can't remember the name of that right now, but it's out there. Yeah, there's a movie out there, but anyways, yeah, I, I never look it up. It's like, it's a lot. Of, I mean, when you think about it, you get a lot of stories in this book, don't you? Interesting that the spirits 365, would... 365, right? 365. Interesting That's that the spirits would day, follow the people. parts. Well, I guess it was... It's, they were afraid that what happened to them uh, was going to happen to yeah. other people, and that was their lot in death, was to one people. So, I mean, we have so many spirits, and there are many, many tales. And that's something we'll talk about on another show. Mm-hmm. Is, uh, but that they would go on the planes where the parts were dispersed as opposed to planes flying over the Everglades or just Delta planes in because general? Because they, I mean, they only or know... what airline was it? I forget. I, I forget what yeah. it was. I think it might have been Eastern or something. I, I'm really not sure, but, I mean, it's in here or somewhere, but I'm not about to look it up. we just got a couple of minutes left. But it, it was... Because their airline went down. In other words, they they were trying to save other people because they felt that their parts or maybe even their plane was curved. Eastern Airlines Flight Eastern. 401 crashed into the Florida Everglades. You did say Eastern. December 29th. I actually got it right. Wow. <laughs> 1972, uh, causing 101 fatalities. I remember so. that on the news. I actually remember yeah. seeing that. So there, there's the detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to do another show, and that's something we should look into a little bit about is ghosts that come back to warn us. Warn us of impending danger. Oh, my God, yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah, I think that's great. 
Yeah, I think it'd be a good story, yeah, a good show so to do about. And you stick up some stories on that and talk Ghosts about that it. Ghosts that show up before storms and things yeah, like that. Yeah, there's so mm-hmm. many tales of, oh, yeah. of that that we, we don't think about those. We always think about the scary boogie boogie stuff. They're not. Ghosts can be really protective. Yeah. Anyways, I do want to mention, uh, I want to say happy birthday to Jeff Belanger today. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, birthday. Happy birthday. So uh, the hottest working guy in the paranormal is there, and it's his birthday. So anyways, check out my website, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Check out Spirit Quest. It's going to be awesome. In October 9th, I mean, August 19th, I'll be doing a cruise as well. So, (laughs) Roxy, what do you got? Uh, NewEnglandCuriosities.com. Find us on Facebook. Anyways, that's it. (laughs) Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.